Welcome to the big guys, episode six. We've got a good one for you guys today. A lot to talk about. We've got NFL playoffs to recap. The Super Bowl's coming up. Referees are blind. Tony Golf is a goddamn madman. Tony, touchdown, touchdown, Tony, Tony, touchdown. Out of control. Uh, the Ryan's Raiders lose. Ryan launches a new business, win the race. We got some Nick Mangold music. Music. I can't we believe we call them the Raiders. We've got some Nick Mangold news. Not music, but he is a fan of music. Um, we've got the fattest thing we've done this week. We've also got this week in the world, guys. We've got a lot of topics. We've even got a little 49ers Giants beef going on. We're going to talk about that, college basketball, and more. Ryan, how are you, amigo? How's the did big you, guy? Did you realize you said Ryan's Raiders? No. I'm an idiot. Like, so this is, so the answer is no. So I, I, I was calling, uh, I was calling Tra- Trevor Lawrence, Travis Henry the other day. And, and my buddy was like, dude, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He was a Buffalo running back in like 2001. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's the quarterback. So anybody who knows me knows I'm not that good with that stuff. I'm not very smart is what I'm getting at. I mess names up all the time. Uh, no, we know what you mean. Yeah, so the answer is no. My apologies. How's Ryan doing? Uh, you got a cool MLB hat on for for this is a little. If you guys don't know Ryan like I do, he's a ginormous baby. Okay, I love him. I love him. But man, he's the kid stomping his feet when he loses in little league. He's not happy. He no longer has the NFL hat on. He has an MLB hat on. Yeah. He's just changing sports. He's a huge NASCAR guy. He wears the NASCAR hat a lot. But this is a little subtle message, Ryan. Let's just dive right in. 49ers, Eagles. I know how you feel because this was a very similar football game to the New York football Giants. How are you feeling, buddy? Tell me about the Niners. Let's go. Well, we're going to have to agree to disagree there because the New York football Giants had their fucking quarterback the entire game. And the Niners, all things considered, I mean, the Eagles averaged 3.8 yards of play. They got a lucky touchdown in the beginning because Devontae Smith did not catch the ball. That was clear as day. If Shanahan throws a challenge flag, it's 0-0 and 49ers ball. What did Completely you think of what did game. you what I'm sorry to cut you off? What did you think about that challenge in that section in that situation? Because that was a big topic of, of conversation. You like, have to throw it. You have to throw it because the worst thing that happens is you lose a timeout. Who cares? You're it's, it's that early in the game and it's fourth and three. You, it's a turnover on downs. You get the ball. You can't afford to have them keep that drive going right there. I thought it was a huge moment as well. Uh, I was watching the game with some buddies, and one of them said he's like, that feels like a Kyle Shanahan uh-oh moment early. Like, Oh, it, it was bad. Yeah, he had a lot of them. Yeah, he had a lot of them. Then when, you're, when your quarterbacks go down, it's fine. So another uh-oh Kyle Shanahan moment. You don't have three QBs on the roster. That's fine. You know, you don't expect it to get as dirty as it did. But then you play two whole quarters – without putting someone back there who can throw a football? Well, that's so you're just going to let them attack you with 11 guys and and get your studs buried for two straight quarters in a in a championship game just kind of embarrassing. I don't know I don't know what his what his thought process was. Yeah, buddy. So that I was kind of teasing a little bit with you when I said like the Giants um because you're right. Listen, unfortunate Brock Purdy goes down. Now, here's a couple things. 
You never root for injuries, but that was like a that was like a Hollywood movie. Like just snot nosed football, knocking quarterbacks out left and fucking right. The Eagles are a good team. We all know this. They're good, they're solid. But what I will say is is what you kind of were pointing to before about having your quarterback. It's a lot easier to call defensive plays when you figure out, like, after, like, the third, fourth play, you're like, oh, they're just going to run the rest. They can't throw. They can't yeah, throw. he has a torn UCL. Like, he can't – he literally can't throw a football. And then Josh Johnson's out there in shotgun just dropping snaps like an idiot. It's just like, what – what's going on? It was, <laughs> was hard me. to watch. My dad was here rooting for the Niners with me. It was – yeah. And listen, and and this isn't the first time he's looked at you like you're a failure. So I'm sure it was easy to cope with, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, I've been I've watched the Niners without a quarterback now for almost 30 years. So so this is what I was going to say. The, the guy I did, Josh Johnson, right? Am I messing that name up? That's who yeah, no, that's, that's right. That's I felt bad for him in the sense of like that guy. That's like. That's that's above his pay grade. He wasn't supposed is, to be but, in that. But uh, but a toddler can catch a snap. So it's, for sure, on, you got you got to catch the snap. You got to yeah. be prepared. You're still an NFL quarterback. I get all of that. My point is this: this has got to be like you know. I said I said before that Buffalo I think is in panic mode. I don't think you guys are because this is just abundantly clear. You just need a fucking quarterback to stay healthy. And you guys are probably going to win Super Bowls. So I was upset from the the selfish fan standpoint of I wanted a good football game. I thought these were two teams who really were going to give us a show. And and to your point, Ryan, about 3.8 yards of play, if, if, listen, the Eagles could not throw the football. Jalen Hurts moved the ball. Period. When at the beginning of that game, they could not move the ball. That's they were stopped nonstop until until they could basically the turnovers and penalties are what killed the Niners. They had almost 100 yards and penalties. That was the big thing. Jalen Hurts 15 to 25 for 121 yards in the air. Sure, Philly. You know, we talk about bully ball and sticking your nose in there and, and you know winning in the trenches. And it was an awesome trenches matchup. It really was. These guys. We're, we're going at each other. But at the end of the day, Philadelphia ran for nearly 150 yards, 200 yards, some shit like that combined. And, and it was good yards. So it was. I don't know if they had 100 yards rushing. No, I think they did. I think I think between Hertz, Sanders, and. Because uh, I bet those unders on their rushing and they all hit, every under hit. But I think, I think combined, I think Scott, I think Scott Hertz. Oh, yeah, they're over because Scott had 21, Hertz had 39, Sanders 42. I forgot about garbage time because Gainwell had 48. So, so that's well, that's not 150 or 200, that's still like 120, right? That's yeah, he had he, but again, though, he had 14 carries, he averaged 3.4 yards a carry. So, okay, still not just (laughs) out there bullying people. And we're going to touch a little bit on the Super Bowl next week's show is going to be predominantly more, you know, Super Bowl uh, uh, focused, but that is one thing. Listen, the Kansas City team, we like we said it about them and, and what's going on as far as like what can you take out of that game? Philly couldn't throw the ball. They couldn't throw the ball. I thought they ran the ball well. And 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 I, I know you're saying they you disagree with that, but you can't average four yards a carry, you're not running the ball well. I mean it's I a good defense were, though. So in their defense, they're playing a great defense. They can probably I, average over four yards a carry against the Chiefs. Sure. 
And I was going to say, but at the same time, I thought the yards they were getting when they were getting were significant at times. Like getting the big three yards on, on second and, and eight, and, and it was or, or third and six, things like that to keep drives going. Yeah. Yeah, it's just pretty much anything that could have went wrong for the Niners went wrong. I mean, it was from start to from the beginning. And like I like what you brought up too, like from a fan's perspective, it's just really unfortunate that you sit down to watch that game and just if, if you're not a fan of either team, you're just hoping to watch a good football game. And it starts out with the terrible call. And then from there, just snowballs where things happen. And now you're not watching a fun football game anymore. The, uh, the other reason I feel bad is because, not feel bad, it's not the right thing to say, but like, I feel for Brock Purdy because this is now it's very easy as a fan base, as an organization to say, well, you know, we gave it a go. The kid did great, you know, but yeah, he got hurt. If he comes, if he makes it, he could, he could have lost this game, but if he made it a football game, he could kind of cement himself. And this is my team. And I think you lose that with this injury because I think it's a lot easier to get out of it. In his defense too. He, um, you know, he lost the fumble. It was a great play by Hassan Reddick, but they didn't score off that. So that didn't even change the game. And before that, he was four for four passing. So yeah. Maybe he was maybe he was gonna have a good game. No one will ever know. Yeah, we we, we won't know. Um listen again, my takeaways from the game. Uh you know, it was a chippy game. Uh what did you think of, of your boy? And here, oh, that's what I was gonna say too. You have a good offensive line, would you agree? Yeah, there there's pieces of it that are strong. Yeah, it got penetrated. Pause. But yeah, like they have Trent Williams is the truth. Everyone knows that. Bad Beyond dude. that, though, I mean, it's been well documented that like McGlinchey on the other side has had a ton of struggles, and you know they could they could afford to beef up the line even more. Hopefully, um, we can draft I, someone this year. We have like I think we'll have 13 picks now that. Uh, our defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans, is going to be the head coach of the Texans. We'll get two more picks for that. So I think we're up to 13 picks, none in the first two rounds. But D'Amico Ryans is – I'm sorry, maybe I just maybe I misheard you. You saw D'Amico Ryans is head coach for the Houston Texans now, right? Yes. What did you just say? Did I miss that completely? Yeah, he's uh, – he, I'm sorry. Just, that just happened. Okay, I'm sorry. The reason I missed it is there's 136 left and there's a horseshit foul call in this Arkansas-Texas A&M <laughs> game. Fuck. And we're getting four. It's now seven point game. Uh, but I'm sorry. Yeah, D'Amico Ryan. I was happy for him to get the higher. Uh, totally off. I, I totally don't know where my brain is right now. What What are we talking about? I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm probably going to get roasted in college basketball tonight too. So we'll see see what happens. The good times have been rolling though. We'll We'll get to that. In a yeah, minute. and listen, we will get to that. But I don't like what you're talking about. Like you got us this goddamn negativity. You're like my older brother, Michael. Every time, what are you betting today, Tony? I was like, oh, I got Texas. Oh, me too. Fuck. I was like, no, but maybe we're both just fucking geniuses. All right. Stop. Yeah, I've had people. Stop. I've had people tell me that I'm not allowed to text them in the first quarter of any type of sporting event. Those people get it. Listen, I, 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 I was, I like I said, I felt a little bad for Brock Purdy in the sense of you know this kid played his dick off. He's got a spot in the NFL. Obviously, he's got a spot starting somewhere. I would imagine. Is it with San Francisco? Who the fuck knows? Philadelphia Eagles are a very, very good football team. I thought they showed tremendous, tremendous, like, port, like sticking to the plan. Once shit got out of whack, they were like, oh, we are just going to do these two things because they can't do either. You know what yeah, I mean? they were like, smart just knowing what we had they to do. Were, and that's a, to stop. So it's that's like, another sign of a good coach football team. Listen, we'll get to it. I lead Kansas City for numerous reasons. 
But Philadelphia, listen, you can't have it both ways, people. You can't say they're a good football team, but then say they they played the Giants who suck and they played, uh, you know, hurt San Francisco. Guys, they, these are two teams they just beat by a good chunk of points. This Philadelphia Eagles team is very, very real. Uh, I, I, like I said, my final thoughts, I was, I was upset with kind of how, how it all went. You know, I, I thought I wanted a better game. It was a snoozer. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, anything that could have went wrong, went wrong. I think that that pretty much sums up the game for the San Fran side of the ball. And yeah. I'm like you though. Um, I know what you just said about who the Eagles have played, but it really hasn't been anyone since their week seven bye. So I just, I got to <laughs> lean. They've played quarterbacks in that stretch that are a quarter of the quarterback Pat Mahomes is. So it's just going to be, you I can't are, believe that the Chiefs are, aren't favorites. You aren't going to go 15 of 25 for 121 yards in the air. I don't care how good of a scrambler you are against the Kansas City Chiefs and win that football game. Will no. not happen. And I got to imagine if you're Steve Spagnuolo, you're Andy Reid, you're saying, we got to make Hurts beat us. And I know that sounds crazy because he's an MVP, but I mean in the air. You got to make him throw the ball 40 fucking times. You, you no, really do. Sharp, sharp books opened the Chiefs minus two and a half. I know it swung because some sharp betters went and put Eagles money down, but yeah. come on. I, I think that I trust the book's number there, and, and I, I would think the same thing there. I don't think it's a sucker bet. I think it's you bet on Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid off a of bye week. That's what you do. Yeah, huge, huge, huge swing. And, and we'll talk about the Kansas City, the Bengals game. Lots to talk about there. Um, you got anything to, to add to uh, – to the Niners Eagles game. One thing I, I I'm sorry. Did you have anything to add to that? No, I want to. No, okay. I'm sorry for the loss. I know that one stings, and it and it's if there's any any silver lining, there's no silver lining because this is what three years in a row, four years now, where you're like, fuck. I wish we had a quarterback. I wish we had a yeah. quarterback. I know so, we're like four years too late on trying to get like Rodgers or Brady or something. We were like. If we did that four years ago, we might have two Super Bowls now. So yeah, hey, don't sleep on fucking uh, you know the Green Bay. You know, maybe who knows? Who who knows? It's a lot of money. If if a team is willing to pay Rodgers a good chunk of that, or I know he said he'd restructure. I know he said he wouldn't feel terrible on the Pat McAfee show. He wouldn't feel slighted if they wanted to to move on. Like he he's throwing the he's gone as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, I think Brady or Rodgers to the Niners probably has some real legs this offseason. I, I never did believe in it, but this year I think it could really happen. I, I, I do too, because of all the things we we just already talked about. And uh like like I said, we'll we'll get into the Kansas City game and whatnot. Um Devontae Smith, like you said, the uh, I had him for a touchdown play. And and early on in that game, I was saying to my buddies, I was like this is not going to be, we had the under, you know, I had the under in the game and that was great, but uh, you know, I had a big part with Sam Fran and, and you know, that didn't hit, but um, I, I'm excited to see what the Eagles will do. I don't have anything else to add to this game. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Super Bowl. Before we talk about Kansas city, Ryan, and before we talk about the Bengals, and there's a lot to talk about in that, in that football game. We've got a lot to talk about. A lot has happened this week in the world. It's everybody's favorite segment, Ryan. This week in the world. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, Ryan. This week in the world, 
Lance Armstrong. You familiar with Lance Armstrong? Uh, Lance Armstrong, the bike rider. The bike rider. He's not Jack Steller, bro. He's the bicycle, the, the <laughs> cyclist, the Tour de France. This guy raised like $300 million for cancer. He took steroids. All of a sudden, he's a fucking monster. Yeah, I get it. He stole the yellow jacket or whatever that thing's called from everybody. But who gives a fuck? $300 million. We literally, Julian Edelman was suspended for four fucking games. Everybody loves his ass. You know, I, I get it. I don't care. I say you should take steroids. Here's the other thing about the cycling world. Grow the fuck up. They couldn't even, the next 26 guys in the Tour de France tested dirty. So they couldn't even give it. Like, it wasn't like Lance Armstrong won. Give it to the second place guy. I was like, no, we have to give it to the 27th place guy because they're all fucking dirty. But that's nor here nor there. He's in the news because he doesn't have strip club etiquette. Strip club etiquette. What is that? Tipping? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find the exact tweet. But he was at a strip club with a buddy. And one of the dancers who was dancing with him uh, said he had poor strip club etiquette. He was a horrible tipper. He was rude. He was upset by the idea of having to tip for paying for drinks. She said that he was uh, he was somebody who was, you know, on his buddy's dime and just seemed like a very miserable person. And also, to top it off, hold on, I don't want to ruin this, so let me... Also, his cycling suit was so sweaty, I couldn't even grind on him. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly right. Basically, you wear that to the strip club, try and keep your boner down a little bit? <laughs> let me find it. Hold on. So, long story short, apparently goes in to get, uh, you know, a dance from the young lady. And, you know, they go in, they're doing their thing. And she says that she is uh, shocked, shocked <laughs> that he's not allowed to perform oral sex on her. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Shocked. Shock. Okay. So, Ryan, what, what a fall. She was shocked or he's shocked? Who's shocked? <laughs> what a fall from Grace. They were both probably very shocked. She said it was $150 for 15 minutes. And he was, he was stunned at the fact that I wouldn't let him go down on me in that time frame. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Man, right. I was struggling in my head too. I'm like Lance Armstrong. He's either the bike rider or he went to the moon. Yeah, and listen, I know you're not a huge uh, like Lance Armstrong guy. I know you're not a huge strip club guy. Have you ever been to the strip club and saw something that kind of, you know, cringed you out, or you're like, I gotta get the fuck out of here? Is there anything like that that's ever? To be honest, the club? whole strip clubs just kind of they they don't I don't know they're not for me. I go in there, I'm just like this seems. Maybe it's just because where we live, like it's not like there's any hot strip clubs around where we are. So I don't know. It's just like you go in there and you just feel bad for everybody. Now, I will say I was in uh, I'm not a huge strip club guy either, but I have had some some episodes in, in strip clubs. And I uh, but were you were shocked. Oh, yeah. And my mother listens to this. So, Ma, just turn the turn this thing off for like five minutes and she's a sweetheart. So I know she will, but just turn this off for half a second or five minutes, full five minutes. Um, so in Myrtle beach, 
the bars used to close at two o'clock in New York, guys. Bars are open till four o'clock. So when you're young and you're degenerates, you're in college, you're out till fucking four o'clock. You hit up an IHOP. Uh, there's no Waffle House around here. Whatever diners that are open, you do all that stuff. Well, in college, Myrtle Beach, Coastal Carolina area, strip clubs were open till four. Bars closed, but strip clubs used to let you bring your own beer in. And they used to do amateur nights. And let me tell you what, amateur night is not like a night where you're like, whoa, that girl's, you know, she's hot. Or that's a good looking dude. Because it's co-ed. Even back then, 2006, they were way ahead of the times. They're like, you want to dance with your cock out? By all means. You want to take a titty out? By all means. But people, it was an awesome place because there was there was guys there, girls there. It was just one big party. So one night I... Uh, you know, I, I, I lost a rock, paper, scissors, shoot contest. And I had to do a little strip thing. I didn't have to take everything off boxers, but you know, I, I brought the roof. I ripped the roof off the place, but yeah, that was uh Lance Armstrong, you know, fall from grace, but strip clubs. I'm not a strip club guy back in college, BYOB to the strip club. It was fantastic. I loved it. It was fun. It was where you went. Nice. Yeah, I never went to college, so that's why too. Like, we only have the strip clubs here, and I never went to college, so I don't know. Not never been to. I've never been to what someone would call like this is a great strip club. No, like so they're 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 there's also like strip club like dudes, you know. Like I have I have a couple buddies who are like we should go, you know, we should go. And it's like it doesn't. It doesn't I always really, just think like, what happened to you? What? No, yeah, it doesn't really do much for me. But there's, there's always like, there's always that one guy, you know. And and uh, I don't know. And I'm also older now too, so it's not anything like I, you know, I the bachelor party days and years are all over. But yeah, I just thought it was funny that Lance Armstrong, this one, you know, Barbara Walters, sixty minutes Netflix specials. This he's he's getting you know, toted around like he's the fucking Pope. And all of a sudden, the guy takes steroids, his life falls apart, and now he's trying to eat strippers out. Yeah, I think it's I, it's funny to picture him in there with his cycling uniform on, trying to eat people out. And I also just want to, like, you know, here's maybe one thing we should bring up. I don't care if it's the nicest strip club on the planet, just not going down on a stripper. I'm just not. Fundamentally, I can't do it. <laughs> and and maybe you guys are sitting at home calling bullshit right now. I just don't think I'm doing it. I just don't think yeah. I'm doing it. I really There's don't. Plenty more to eat there. A lot of people talk about how good some of the food is at a strip club. Get some wings. That's a huge thing in like the NBA. Some of these guys love like I mean they're on the road all the time. I guess they know good food, but some of these fucking guys go to those things all the time. You got anything to add on trying to go down on strippers, Ryan? Nah, wouldn't recommend okay. it. That's how I'll end that. All right, fair enough. Uh, I posted a video yesterday. Uh, Russ, Russell Westbrook getting some backlash because he didn't sign some kid's uh, jersey. Did you see this? No, I only saw LeBron crying at the end of his game. Yeah, so that's another thing. That was crazy. All-time meltdown, temper tantrum. Reminded me of the, the, the meme or whatever it was. The viral video of when Trump won the election and that woman with the glasses. They, oh, yeah. just like no. Yeah, it reminded me of that. Now, here's the thing I'll say: I'm not, I'm not a LeBron fan. Um, listen, in regards to, to like, be. listen, he's an unbelievable. He's 
the second best basketball player of all time. He's had a hundred million dollars since he's 18. He's never made a mistake. He's just a cornball. He's a fucking baby. He, he's just lies about dumb shit. I just not a huge fan of him and his antics. That was a fucking foul. Okay. He got yeah. absolutely assaulted. I don't know what the fuck they're looking He got at. hit on the wrist. I thought it was pretty clear as day. It was crazy. It was a foul. Either way, this is kind of my point. Russ, Russell Westbrook, his years of being, you know, a top dog in the NBA are over. He goes into this restaurant. Uh, it looks like a restaurant to go eat dinner. And there's a child out there, probably 10, 11, 12, saying, Russ, Russ, you're my best friend. We, or, you're my best friend. You're my favorite player. Will you sign this? And he just fucking iced him. And he walked right in. And people Man. were giving him shit. And my take on it was like, fuck this kid. I don't believe him. What, what do you, what's your take on like just autographs, jersey signings, all of it? Uh, what do you, would you want Russell Westbrook's autograph? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's my thing is like, I think someone should just talk to the kid and be like, listen, you didn't really lose anything right there. That's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, the kid is the one who needs the talking to. Like, what the fuck do you want that guy's autograph for? There's nothing for you. So that was also my point is like, you know, I, it pissed me off in the sense because it's not the like, I don't, the kid's 12, he's 12 or whatever he is. I don't care if he's 15. Like, that's parenting. It's nighttime, you're out, you're trying to solicit a signature when he's like, he's not at the game. It's just, I don't like that kind of stuff. It's one thing if you're at a sign and you're at the game to kind of like sought out where somebody is going to be and kind of shake them down for an autograph. I don't know. I don't. I don't really like that stuff, but I, I just they have, was, don't they have signings? Like they have places where you can go and then they're expecting to sign things. Like go to one of it, those. It's become a big thing, like these horse shit signings where people are just getting autographs to go flip the merchandise. And a lot of these guys are like, fuck that. What do you, you know? think? Like, what do you think a signed Russell Westbrook jersey would even go for? Like you'd have to be a total freak to buy that for any good amount of money. I, I just don't know. I mean, $75? I don't know. Like, seriously. That's what I mean. I just don't even – I don't even get it. Good players. So, like, back in the day, I remember when I was little, you could walk – we used to go to Cleveland because my uncle's a diehard Browns fan. And so we'd go to one game a year, and you could tailgate in the parking lot, and the players parked in the parking lot and would just walk in. Some, like, yeah. bigger players had security. Some didn't. So it was Niners game. The only autograph I could get, I don't know if we got there late or what, but I ran up to this dude. He's a pretty big guy, and uh, he signed it. It was a freaking punter. You know where his? You know where that autograph is now? I don't fucking know because <laughs> I don't. I didn't know who he was. It didn't yeah. matter. And that's like that'll be Russell Westbrook. So like, don't even worry about it. Listen, I have a ton of signed shit. I, I was lucky enough. My my uncle, my uncle's best friend, is married to Penny Rizzuto, Phil Rizzuto's daughter. And I, so I have signed stuff from him. I met Phil Rizzuto one time. The New York football giants used to think their training camp was at UAlbany for fucking 15 years. Yeah. So me, me and my buddies, we used to ride our bicycles there and fucking go get autographs. And I used to do that shit. We're, you know, kid stuff. And that's fine. And that's what I'm saying. I don't have a problem with this kid. I have a problem with the parenting. Like, go get him. There he is. There he is. There he is. Like, and I'm, I'm, I, you don't hear that in the video. It's just what I picture, you know, yeah. but it's just, I didn't like it, but hey, you, you know, sticking with hoops, Ryan. Okay, sticking with hoops. I know you didn't hear about this. Let's stick with it. 23-year-old woman poses as a 13-year-old girl on a JV basketball team. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. 
<laughs> Arlisha Boinkins, all right? That's her name. She's 23 years old. Boinkins, barely know her. I know, that's what you were thinking. Uh, uh, Arlisha Boinkins. She's 23 years old, dude. She's pretending to be a 13-year-old girl, and there's videos. Barstool uh, did a, a, an article on it. Did she get away with it? Like, she actually played the no, game? No, 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 no. So this guy, Big T, wrote an article on it. It's fucking hilarious. And But long story short, she's, like, cutting kids up, and, like, she gets, like, an and one and does, like, one of these. It's like, dude, she's oh, a fucking grown-ass woman. But here's the fucking ugliest part of all of this. Everybody had to be in on it. So the girl that she's posing for is at an AAU tournament. Apparently, she's a good player, goes to play in another league, and she's not playing on the JV or freshman team, whatever it is. So the assistant coach is like, don't worry, I'll suit up, kid. I got this. Goes ham, you know. Not a very good player, even, by the way, you know, for being 12 years, 10 years yeah, old. Yeah, I mean, if you got to do that, what are you trying to prove? Right, but you got to watch these videos – uh, there's like two little clips and, and she's just doing the and one thing. But the ugliest part of all of this is that other coaches like this, this was allowed to happen. Like other adults knew who she was. She was an assistant yeah. coach. It, I, it got me thinking if you could go back and play like one sport, cause you know, it's like, you don't, you don't know what you, you wish you knew what you didn't know. Right. Like you get older and you're like, man, I could have played a better first base. Cause I know this, that, and the other. If you could just for one day pretend and go back and play a sport, you know, being a 10-year discrepancy, let's say it's 28-year-old ride and you're going back to high school, what sport are you picking? Because you want to go just dominate that shit, right? Yeah. So you're not necessarily you're you're gonna be the same size you were, but you just have the knowledge that you have now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like think think about like I could kick the shit out of a 12-year-old. Like, imagine playing basketball against a 12-year-old kid. Sure, Wait, so I you're going to be – Yeah, so what are you saying? That we're our size right now and we're going to yes. go, go play Pop Warner and just yeah, – yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, what sport would you pick? Like, would you go play, like, peewee football and just bury people? Would yeah, you go... definitely. Like, that's a, that's a weird – I guess that's a weird thing to say because I didn't know – when you originally started this, I didn't know we were, you know, killing kids, but – so mine is mine's little league. I would go to like, you know, 11, 12 year olds, like the little league world series kids and just hit fucking nukes, dude. And I know some of those kids are really yeah. good, but I'm talking about like locally, just going and know, like being the Barry Bonds of little league. And everyone's like, that's a big 12 year old. It's like, yeah, no, see, you were probably better at baseball than me. I'd be afraid that I'd get embarrassed and like the 12 year old striking me out all the time. That would, that would oh. suck. Dude, right now, like this day and age, for sure. I remember I went on a date like fucking six years ago, and there was like we were doing mini golf, and there's batting cages, and I was like, nah, I'll take a couple hacks, you know. And it was like seventy five. You would have thought fucking Randy Johnson, fucking ninety seven version was in there. This thing's just going, and it's just hitting the backstop. I can't touch it. I can't touch it. I was like, fuck. I'm just gonna strike out. And uh, that relationship didn't work out, believe it or not. But, yeah, I thought it was shocking. What a disgusting human being. So they shut down the program, essentially. These kids aren't playing basketball the rest of the year. All the coaches and the administrators who knew have been fired. You didn't hear about that story, did you? No. I think my kids are just going to go to private school. 
Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. No pride, no kid who's ever gone to private schools ever gotten been fucked up either. What uh, <laughs> I my kid, uh, yeah, my kid just gonna develop a cocaine problem. He's not yeah. some teacher dunking on him. Yeah, I'm gonna let him do both cocaine and go spike it on the fucking floor. <laughs> oh shit, I'm just teasing with you. So uh the comedian Burt Kreischer, do you know who that is? Yeah. Funny guy, the machine. He has a podcast, The Two Bears, with uh, Tom Segura. He's always on Joe Rogan, stand-up comic, funny guy. Everyone knows who Bert Kreischer is. I don't know why I'm describing who he is. Yeah. But all-time, like, cool dude move. You mentioned, like, the, you know, the Cleveland Browns parking in the parking lot with the with the, with the the fans, blue-collar shit. A year ago, he's on KFC, KFC Radio on Barstool. Kevin Clancy and Feidelberg, they they host that show. And he said, you know, they're talking. And he's like, wouldn't it be cool if just you could get a phone call one day and they're like, somebody's like, hey, we're going to take a trip. You're going to be here. We're going to do this trip in like 24, 48 hours. No questions asked. You got to drop everything and just go. And they were like, we should do that. And Bert Kreischer is a crazy person. You know, he's a party yeah. animal. He's like, all right, yeah, we'll do that. So fast forward a year. He reaches out to these guys. He's like, "Boys, we're going to Amsterdam," and they yeah, just saw the went, pictures of them drinking and stuff. Yeah, look fun. Yeah, it was awesome. So they went to Amsterdam, which I've never been to, and I would love to go there. But it got me thinking: Where's one place that you would like to go, Ryan? That you haven't been yet? I know you said you've been to Ohio and you, you don't travel much, but where would you? I want to go to. I want to go to the springs in Iceland. Sit there and have a nice cocktail and look at the fucking views. Have you seen that? You should Google it. My, yeah. uh, my, my lady friend, Christina, uh, she was just there like a month ago and sent yeah. me videos. And so I have seen it. It's, it's super like breathtaking. Like I didn't have like good, like a view, but you're literally in like this hot tub and the ocean comes up to like the hot tub to where you're looking out on the ocean and all this views and, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of different ones that are there, so that's a good yeah. one. Wildly expensive place, though. Yeah, it's a long flight, but my cousin did it uh recently, like within the last year, they went out there, said it was incredible. Is that I right? Do that. Yeah, <laughs> you don't ski, do you? We should go the big, big guys trip. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll bet on some rugby or something. I don't know if New Zealand really moves it, the, the meter for me. I don't know. I, I, actually, I will say this. If I could see Northern Lights, I would do that. But they say it's hit or miss. You got to get lucky. Yeah. You probably have to plan it out and like, find out what the best time of year is to go and everything and then just hope it's not like fucking crowded. Yeah, that's what I would hope too. So I'm pretty sure Texas Tech lost. Um, I, I don't know if Duke covered, but we're going to double check real quick. Uh, so that's what we got. Illinois, blah, blah, blah. Duke did not cover. 75-73. They were up 12 when we started this thing. Okay, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. We're going to get back to back to your regular scheduled program. Ryan, that was what was going on this week in the world. Uh, I got a couple more. If you wanted to tie some Ryan's random thoughts into it, I, I got a couple thoughts. Or we can do it a little later if you'd like when I normally do my segment. Because it's no, stuff that's ahead. on my mind. No, go ahead. What do you got? So – couple things i saw in the world this week you see all these women posting these things in the gym about all the men creeping on them but 
they're wearing like crazy outfits that guys any guy would look at and also oh so it's it's so it's their fault and also they're filming themselves so they have like a whole you know it's basically like a recording studio (laughs) at the bench or whatever exercise they're doing so of course people are going to look anyone would look women would look everyone would look to see what you're doing because you set up this whole recording thing and you're recording yourself working out so yeah these people are posting these like long things Anyways, this has happened a couple different times, and now it's like I see it all over because I guess you know the algorithm found out that I that I know about this now. So no, not not that you just are looking at women in yoga pants. That's not what the algorithm. No, I don't have I don't have TikTok or anything like that. Which is, that's what that app is. I um I just I don't know. It's on Twitter, so like it must just know that like I read because I stopped on it. That's the thing. Like when you keep scrolling, but then I stop to like read it. And then yeah. read some comments. Now it knows. So now I've seen like a couple of them. But I would think, do you think that we should take people's phones away from them when they go in the gym? <coughs> You're there to work out. You're not there to, to be on your phone. Couple so of then things. there is no recording anything. My, my thought on it, honestly, is that unfortunately, this hurts the people who are like, I, I hate to sound like this guy, but this actually hurts the people who are being like fucked with at the gym. 1000% there are weird creepers at the gym who are yeah. like, yo, look at me, man. Like, you know, there's those dudes there, right? But for every dude that's there that's like that, there's also the dude who's just not like that. And he's just walking by and he's minding his own fucking business. That's the guy I feel bad for because he just doesn't have, there's nothing he can say that he just can't say anything. You just don't have any defense to that. If somebody's like, you're a scumbag, you were looking at me, all you can say is, no, I wasn't. But no, like the the society and Twitter, everyone's gonna be like that guy's a dirtbag, this, that, and the other. Yeah, could be the most normal person in the world, and he's just guilty until proven innocent in that person's mind. And then when and then when they if they're popular and they post it out to the world, then thousands and thousands of people think this person's a creep, and they and they might not be. That's like correct. And then I was just gonna say, then there's the people who actually don't give a fuck. You are right; they are kind of hamming it up a little bit with what they're wearing being a little bit more revealing with like what they're wearing and what it accentuates and all that kind of shit. Right. And they are looking for clicks and they are looking for some, you know, views. So there's that aspect of it too. Yes. Phones should not be in the gym. I don't think they definitely should not be in the locker room. I just saw a video the other day of some guy like flexing, doing the back thing, like a fucking loser. And the guy's like, dude, you probably shouldn't have that on in the locker room. Like there's people changing in here and shit. Like that guy's a banker. You don't want this fucking dick out there. Yeah. And, then, and there was a whole fucking thing. So yeah, I'm with you. This is why I don't work out at gyms. Fuck those people. <laughs> All right. And then uh, I saw that an asteroid the size of a box truck was only 2,000 miles away from Earth. What do you think of that? That's a good sign for me because Dave Portnoy said that there's just as good of a chance uh, of an asteroid hitting Earth as me getting a job at Barstool. So looks like I'm in with a shot. So, yeah, oh, I like our chances. Box truck tone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. So asteroids, so this came up the other day on Sunday, oddly enough, because I did catch wind of this a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a guy, one of my buddies asked me, would you, if you knew the end of the world was coming and an asteroid was coming, would you want it to like land near you? Would you want to be somebody who like maybe could try and survive? And my take was I want to be far enough away to where I could see it coming in to where it lands and I could kind of see like the ripple effect and then it just you know takes me out. I don't think I want to try and survive, 
you know, uh, 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 you know, something that took out fucking dinosaurs. Oh, I don't want to see the, I don't want to see the ripple. If the ripple's going to come take me out, I'd rather than just land on my head. That's what he said. I think I want to see the ripple. I think it'd be cool to see like it all. What's the difference? It's kind of wacky either way, right? I would do something funny. I would like jump up and, tr and try to punch it or something, and just like go out. And I would someone. I would see someone smile before we all die. Someone. Would. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I'd be burning one. But uh, listen, you got anything else to add this week in the world? I hope there's not. A, oh, I, I'm sorry. That's I was going to ask you. Are we in any danger? No, we're okay. But it, right, is, cool. but it is a but it is a nice reminder of how tiny we are. Because, I mean, that thing could just hurt Listen, a lot of hurt a lot yeah. of things if it's just a direct hit. People have said it. I'm corny. I'm cringy. I'm this that. This is why I do this. I just why I hug people. I say I love you because I'll probably have a heart attack before the asteroid comes. But you never know. It's important to say. So Ryan, I love you. You got any other thoughts there, fucko? One thing. Um, this isn't really random either because it really happened in well, hold on. What context yeah. it was, but but my three-year-old asked me, Daddy, what is time? And I thought that was fucking hard to answer. Like, how do you how do you answer that? I was like, uh, I was kind time. of breathless. I didn't know. <laughs> Send that kid over to Uncle Tom. Time's just a you know a construct they put on you to try and fucking hold the man down. Time's just it's <laughs> There's no time, bro. Sometimes you got to go back and go forward, little guy. Um, oh, did, man, I'm not so saying anymore. Are you familiar with, like, the Uconda, like, movement? And it's a thing on Twitter that it's just, like, parents making up shit to make their kids sound smarter. That's what that sounds like. Uconda, but I, believe I thought you. that was, like, where uh, Black Panther lives. I think you're right. I think I might be saying this wrong. I don't know though. I don't. I don't know if I've seen those movies. I've seen whatever. The, uh... This is part of the thing where I say things wrong, but people will know what I'm talking about. Somebody will know what I'm talking about. But there's this whole thing online, KFC Radio. Actually, those guys talk about it all the time. Like people will say, like you'll never believe what my five year old said, and it's like some like Einstein fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, but, I, that's not what what I'm saying here with what is time. I'm saying I was just a little stumped. What was your, What was your answer to the little guy? I don't even think I had one. I just changed the subject. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's funny. Probably got a little sweaty. Change the subject real quick. Probably. You got anything else to add, Rye? No. That was it. I I just, um, you know. Those were good. I was Those a little more in tune with the world this week, so I figured I would chime in. Those were good. I love when you, I love when you jump in like that. Listen, we're going to jump back to football. Your guy, my guy. Joe Staley, Kayvon Thibodeau, fucking barking at each other on Twitter. Did you see any of this? Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. They're like totally in different eras of playing. It's like Staley's been retired for years, and then he comes in and chimes in on this dude. It's like, I don't really think Staley's watching a lot of Thibodeau film, but in his defense, <laughs> like Thibodeau's got four sacks on the year, so for him to talk bad about anyone, can't really do that. So I don't know. Well, my whole thing was, okay, Joe Staley was defending the Niners because, uh, you know, Thibodeau said, we, we, it looks like we're better than the Niners, blah, 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 which I thought was a little tongue-in-cheek. I didn't know if he really believed it. But the back and forth. He says some crazy shit. He's well, that's, crazy. What, that's what I was just going to say. The last couple of days, he's just been saying some shit where I'm like, dude, just shut the fuck up, please, you know? But, like, Joe Staley. He did snow angels next to a dead man. Well, listen, easy. But Joe Staley saying that he's getting beat by average tackles. First off, the kid's a fucking rookie. 
They just had a tremendous season statistically. You don't have to sack the quarterback every time on the defensive line to prove that you're somebody. This kid is special. He'll be somebody. So fucking easy, Joe. But also at the same time, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Kayvon. You got to shut up, dude. What are we talking about? Just zip it. And I got another thing that's even worse than this. Micah Parsons wishing the Philadelphia Eagles good luck and go win one for the division. Like, this is the Big Ten. Like, it's the fucking SEC. What a fucking loser. What a fucking loser that is. What's your he sent some weird person? tweets out, man. That guy sent some weird-ass tweets out there in the world. So, yeah. Micah Parsons. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude. So I'm not First really surprised. Off. He said some crazy shit in the past. So it's like for him to say that, it's just like, man, he's just he's just kind of weird. He's just a weird dude. He's a weird dude, but I thought it was weird in the sense like, dude, that is your rival. This is a divisional rival. Yeah, you don't say that about the division. I don't need these guys to hate each other. I don't need that. But I need you not to be a fucking idiot like the Empire State Building and light the goddamn thing up in green and white. What the fuck are we t- They have their own fucking city, guys. Let them light yeah. up their own fucking buildings. You don't light up the Empire State Building and fucking Philadelphia. That would be like us putting the Red Sox colors out and being like, go win one for the ALEs. What are you, fucking drunk? It's even weirder. Yeah, like it's even weirder because they beat New York to get there. Like that's they the beat- weirdest. They like up. They one up themselves. Like in the fucking weirdness factor. Why would you do that, dude? Philly has our. We haven't done shit against Philly in like fifteen fucking years. Yeah. It's just you just don't do it. It made no sense. It would. It, it was all publicity. I am guessing because they got a bunch of followers. They got talked about the news. Pussy fucking shit. I was, I was, you can hear it in my voice. I'm still too mad about it. It's not, it's a building. Some Eagles fan that like, that works there went rogue and just did it like all on his own. That, that would, that would make me feel better, but I don't think that's what happened at all. (laughs) Um, So what I was going to say, you know, what, what's, what's like their, I was going to, what's the end game there? Like, what were they hoping to accomplish? Like, probably right, this. They said, like, oh, maybe some people will like this and we'll get some followers. That's that's basically it. It's the, they're the, it's the same as the person recording themselves in the gym. Yeah, for sure. They're the same person. It's just fucking stupid. Like, I, I don't like the recording at the gym. I don't, I don't like the Empire State Building. I don't like people giving Russ Westbrook a, a hard time. I don't like Lance Armstrong trying to go down on chicks at the strip club. She's just trying to work, bro. Like, relax, okay? A lot, lot of fucked up shit this week. But Kansas City versus the Bengals, Ryan, all right? This was a wild game for numerous reasons. I'm going to let you start us off with this one. Uh, obviously there's the ref stuff, there's the ankle, there's this, that, and the other. What, what was your thoughts on this game? What was your major takeaway? Um, hit me with it. Uh, I don't know. I thought, you know, yeah, in the weekend, and a lot of people are only talking about the refs in this game, but I thought they were pretty terrible in the 49er game as well. So it's, I think we have more of a bad ref problem widespread, not just in this one game, but it was the last game of the weekend, so that's what's sticking in everyone's minds. Plus, you know, toward the end of that game is when you had some critical, you know, a critical call and no call, like when they reset third down for who knows what reason. Um, and then, you know, it was a penalty on Apple after that. But then 
Then you get the punt, and it's like, look at these blocks on the back. These guys are blocking them in the back. I don't know. It's it's tough. I, I thought that those were two of the best teams in the NFL. If the Niners aren't healthy, I think those are the two best teams in the NFL. So kind of disappointed that they're in the same conference because, to me, that was like the Super Bowl. So I think that's when everyone wanted to see a little better end. I know a lot of people were rooting for overtime. Like, it just uh, – I don't know. It was a great game. Two two good teams, two young stud quarterbacks. That's just way different than the first game where you have, you know, Hertz is like the up and comer, but Burrow versus Mahomes. I mean, that's what everyone wanted to see. This these teams have a nice rivalry going right now. They do, but that that was that they do, but that was my couple things. As bad as the refs were, first time I've never seen a redo in my whole entire life. That was crazy. No, that was really. They had everything was set to run the next play on both sides of the ball. Never seen it in my life. Uh, so that's one thing. The other thing is, it changes momentum of the game. It changes the flow. It changes attitudes. But none of those calls, besides the pa- the roughing the passer at the end of the game to give him the field goal from sixty to forty five or whatever. None of them really impacted the overall result of the game. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, so. I feel bad for that kid. That's a dumb move, but, I mean, he's just a, he's 21, 22 years old or something. He played, just he played his play. whole, he, he played his whole entire cock off, too. He played unbelievable. And it's just one knucklehead play you can't have. Yeah. <laughs> my, my and and really, was, like, it catches you off guard because that's the only time Mahomes scrambled. Well, listen, the thing I think that's getting lost is Joe Burrow still had the football with two minutes left. You know, he he had a chance to go down there and score. That's true, too. That, you know, that's not enough people think of that. They could have drove down and won the game. It's just they didn't do it. They didn't do it. They didn't block. That was like when, you know, the offensive line for how much trouble it's been in injury wise, they blocked pretty well, you know, throughout the playoffs so far. But when they needed him most, they got destroyed i mean jones and, destroyed him on the last play yeah and, and, and really the whole game i mean the yeah. whole game they they were they were very very they were very aware of what was going on as far as like they were getting to him and they were just missing them then they were getting to him then they're pressuring them t higgins scores the big touchdown for me for touchdown tony tony touchdown we had it at plus 170 we had it live at plus 300 I was just upset with this game in the sense of, like, I didn't want to be talking about the refs in the game. I know we don't have to be, but I think it took away from what we're talking about. Like, Joe Burrow is good, but Pat Mahomes is still the motherfucker in this league who runs this thing. He yeah. It's still Arrowhead. It's not Burrowhead. You know, you, you saw Kelsey talking about Mayor Jabroni and all that shit. They, they, they somehow – let the Kansas City Chiefs think they were the underdog in this thing. Yeah. And you just, I just, they poked the bear and, and the bear bit them. You know, I, I just thought this was one of those games that was a good football game. But let's talk about injuries and let's talk about this Philly team getting another good little thing to, to kind of hang their hat on going into to the upcoming week. Are all the receivers hurt on Kansas City? And I think they are, but I think I don't think anything was serious enough to keep them out. So I think they'll be okay. I know Kelsey too. Like he didn't show it really, but he's banged up too. He had those back spasms and was yeah. technically questionable heading into the game. But 
I don't know, man. Like you, like you said, don't poke the bear. Now you're going to tell the Eagles that they're favorites and you got to go play Reed, Mahomes, Kelsey, everyone. And everyone knows how Reed does off a of bye week. They've, they've been in this situation a couple years ago, beat the Niners in the Super Bowl. It's like they're built to win. I mean, this is what they do. I, I have no clue how the Eagles are favorites in this game. And well, I think it's I think it's partially I want to I don't know if we know how hurt or not hurt those wide receivers are. I think that's part of it. Yeah, and it, they showed though Mahomes like EPA, which is you know like his expected value for for his downs without those receivers in the game. So even with the backups, he's still the best quarterback in the league. Like he's the dude yeah. is. It's hard for me because I want the Niners to get revenge on them so bad in the Super Bowl. It might never happen, whatever, but. He is so fucking good. It is. Dude. I'm just. I think I'm just jealous. At the end of the day, like I want Pat Mahomes on my team. So the first touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey was, you know, I think we knew early in that game. You're like, are his ankles better than I think we thought it was? That was a fucking missile. He he he. You know, kept the play alive. Classic Pat Mahomes. Then the throw up the middle. The Scantling one was unbelievable. unbelievable. That's a yeah. It looked like a Hollywood movie, like the defenders fully stretched out just past his fingertips, just a fucking dart. And Do you Joe think, Brady, I honestly, watching it back, I thought uh, MVS was a little surprised because, like, they didn't call a touchdown right away either, too. He's just like, it oh, was shit, just, I got the ball. It, yeah. it was Sandlot shit. Put your glove in the air and you just, you know, hit it to your glove. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it was just right where it needed to be. It was, and on the other side of the ball, Joe Burrow made some throws too, where you're just like, Jesus Christ, man, these two are fun to watch. And I just, like I said, I, I'm happy. If I mean, if you're a Cincinnati fan or you bet Cincinnati, you're you're not hearing this shit. I'm saying that you don't think the, the plays got affected or or anything like that. You think you think they did because I I was with some guys, but it, it just. I don't know. I, I thought it was just, a, oh, yeah, that's right. Kansas City is really good still, guys. And Pat Mahomes is still that dude. And we'll see what happens in the Super Bowl. And, you know, I've got a little future on Kansas City at, like, plus 330. So, I'm, you know. I took them plus 115 already. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be – I don't know. If I'm if I'm gauging you right, I think we'll both be on KC. So, I'd, I'd rather take the money line now before it swings in their favor any points here. Yeah. You hear, some good things about the receivers or Pat Mahomes, it could it could swing back a little bit. And I touched on uh, I touched on it before about like touchdown Tony Tony touchdown. Devontae Smith didn't score in the first game. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, T Higgins the big score. McKinnon not a part of the offense. You know, honestly, just dog shit really. Uh, but Pacheco number ten. Yeah, just a beast. And I thought that was another thing that just. You tip your cap to Andy Reid. The guy knows how to coach. He knows how to mix stuff in. Yeah, that was the most targets he's had, I think, all season or something. They, they used Pacheco a lot. <laughs> McKinnon got phased out of the game like a couple weeks ago. I don't know what happened. but uh, and, and I, thought, I really thought he was going to get in because his touchdown number dropped from 160 uh, on Saturday night down to 135 and then back up to 145. So I thought that was odd. I thought he'd get in the mix. But I think once they started seeing – they used uh, – Am I saying his name right, Pacheco? Yeah, Isaiah Pacheco. They it reminded me of uh, Debo Samuel. They they reminded they I felt like they were using him like Debo a little bit, and yeah. you know look for him next week. We're gonna have numerous plays, obviously, because it's the Super Bowl. 
Uh, yeah, but, I did go uh, 11 for 12 on props. I, I was, was just going to say, why don't you touch on what you did because you went ballistic on your props. Yeah, and I apologize because on here I gave away, you know, I said I did the 13-point monster teaser, and that was the first teaser I've lost in the playoffs. So lost that but made it up and way more going 11 for 12 on props and then hitting another parlay I had, a same-game parlay for plus 220. So it was – it was fun. It was very well, fun. I thought well, the one I had for the, the Chiefs-Bengals game was almost too easy. Like, Kelsey, you know, six catches, 70 yards. Mahomes over 249. Pacheco under 79 yards rushing or something. It was just like all these things were so attainable. And to get plus 220 on it, it, it worked out. So that's good. Not going to go 11 for 12 every week, but I'll take it, uh, take it that weekend. That was fun. No, you, you you killed it, and like, and I also will apologize because you were like, "Hey, asshole, we have to do the big guys parley." I just forgot to give. I just forgot, and it would have hit. Yeah, Kelsey hit. over six point five was my big guys play. That one yeah, hit, and I would have given out T Higgins the score. So that's my. We're zero and four now because I'm an idiot. And didn't hey, get that would have been a, that would have been a big one too. It would have been good. So that's that's my fault. I sucked at that. We're gonna talk a lot more about uh, the Super Bowl next week. Um, you know. I was just going to call it Murderer's Row. You're going to have Radio Row. You're going to have a lot more, you know, information, interviews, a lot more stuff that we'd be able to talk about. But what – I think we've already kind of touched on it. Like, what are your early predictions for for the game? Chiefs by murder. What kind and of game? I, I want uh, maybe, you know, this week, since there's only one game or something, you know, on episode seven, we can do – maybe we'll talk some props or something. Yeah. Okay. By murder, huh? Yeah, I don't – I just don't – I'm not a – this is not me being sore. It's just looking at who the Eagles have played. The only team that had a, an easier schedule than the Niners was the Eagles. You can't say that about the Chiefs. And I, I just – Andy Reid off a bye is not something I bet against ever. So, I got the Chiefs. I'm not going to change before the game. No way. I, I also lean Chiefs. Um, I also lean Chiefs as well. And – you know, I, I just, for me, it's like, it's Pat Mahomes. It's, it's Andy Reid. And I, and maybe I'll get burned again because I've been against, I've been, I've been against these guys all year with the, the winners. Yeah. Like if Sirianni goes out there and beats Andy Reid and Mahomes in the Super Bowl, then like, okay, you know, shit. If that's how I lose my bet, fine. But I'm sure. not taking Sirianni over Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes in a Super Bowl. No, thank you. No, and that's and that's and it just doesn't it just feel like Kansas City should get their second one? I mean, they're just there every goddamn year at the AFC Championship game. They're at the Super Bowl. It feels like every other every year. Like they, they and again, I'll say it: the Eagles did not throw the football. And if you're gonna get if this game is any type of shootout, and you can't throw the ball with Patrick Mahomes, I don't know. I just don't yeah. think it works out well. They have, they have a D line too that could that could try and contain Hurts. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's going to go well for the Eagles. I think they're close, but it's the experience factor. Like you said, these guys are in the championship game every goddamn year, and have won a Super Bowl together uh, with a lot of the same guys. So you know the core of the core guys here. Um, I don't know. I, but, I think uh, you put. Reed, Mahomes, and Kelsey on a team like this, it just really blows my mind that they're not they're not favorites. Yeah, and that's and I'm in the same boat as well. Um, and I'm 
I'm scared to see what the public money does because I would imagine it's all over the place right now. But I'm closer to I'm curious to see where it is closer to game time. Um, yeah, I imagine it's going to swing a little bit. I think pe- some people are going to wait and see this some Chiefs news. Um, it looks pretty split right now. Well, listen, if you get a guy, even let's just say like a, a guy like Tony, who I can't stand, is like a guy that is. He's going to have something like Andy Reid will have something drawn up for him just because he's so versatile and fast and speedy, right? Like you're going to have, like, I just wonder who will be healthy. Uh, is, is Juju healthy? You know, like who's going to be able to play? I don't know. I just don't know yeah. what's going to happen. And like you said, Kelsey's not a thousand percent, but that extra week's going to help. Oh, by the way, Patrick Mahomes, he just played so good. We forgot he hurt his fucking ankle. I mean, a high ankle sprain and he came out there and just, I don't know. I thought that was like a, a career kind of game for him. And that's, I just feel like the writing's on the wall. They, they go and win this thing. He's a warrior. Yeah. Like he doesn't, he doesn't want to come out of the game the week before fights to stay in. And then when the, then the game's on the line and you need him most last week, he scrambles on that ankle and takes a hit out of bounds. It's like, whether you think that's a good or bad call, anyone watching the game, that call doesn't happen unless he's making that play. And you still have to make, and you still have to make the kick. I know it was only forty-five yards or forty-six yards. I say only because that's guys are knocking those through like crazy now. But the whole team is just rock solid. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that, that's a kick a lot of guys could miss. It's a bit, I mean, you know, to send you to the Super Bowl, all the circumstance that just led up to it, like, oh fuck, you better make this now. And it was dead nuts. Uh, you know, and, and just a just a good football game. You know, some unfortunate stuff, but I, I think the better team did win that day but i still think i still think cincinnati's the better football team i I really think if they played again that cincinnati wins i feel like cincinnati had seven different chances to kind of make that game theirs and it just didn't happen and uh, (laughs) i don't know we'll see them again for sure there's no no two ways about it but do you have anything you want to add to the kansas city to the Bengals game or, or or your super bowl predictions or anything no we'll talk about it next week I'm excited to see uh, Andy Reid have to answer some questions about cheeseburgers and stuff. I always get a kick out of that kind of shit. Yeah, I like Andy Reid. He's a great coach. I agree. And Andy Reid, that's his, uh, you know, Philadelphia coach. Never won the big game there. Went to Kansas City, won the game there, or won the Super Bowl there. NFL got what they want. They got the, the Kelsey Bowl. Yeah, no doubt about it. They got the Kelsey Bowl. Um, I meant to ask you, what do you think of Trent uh, – Trent Williams just fucking choke slamming that dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm all right with it. I don't know. It's just is they, they didn't like that Greenlaw was trying to punch the ball out and he was punching it like a fucking psychotic madman. So it's like I I can understand why they're like, why the hell is he punching the ball at like that? But he was connecting with the ball every single time. Great, great hands to hold on to that ball when someone was just <laughs> rocking it like that nonstop. <laughs> Uh, no one talked ba- enough about that. Doesn't drop the ball. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, so there's two supreme things here. One, the ball handling ability. I don't know if that was Sanders or who had that, but wow, doesn't drop the ball. And two, the arm, the accuracy of Drake Greenlaw to strike the ball every single time is pure. That's that's like UFC accuracy. Like if like Tommy Z would break that down and be like, those punches are so yeah, cool. He, he's winning the round, no doubt yeah. about it. So yeah, yeah those, I, those are my takeaways from it. Other than that, I, I don't really care. It's just guys I thought, out there I thought frustrated. It was justified. The guy wouldn't fucking let him go. Like the other guy. Just he fucking had to throw him out of the club. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. And, yeah, and Sue came in. Sue came in and kind of 
shove Trent Williams back five, ten yards. Was... Every time, every time Indomitian Sue makes the big play for the Eagles, I just go, holy fuck, they have him too. That's right. Yeah. Like, yeah. He will, his tweet that day was like 13 years later and game day is still the best feeling in the world. So like he was he was ready to go mentally. Listen, you don't step on someone's collarbone. You stay out of the news and under the radar, Sue. So good on you. Ryan, we'll talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl next week. But for right now, we got everybody's favorite segment of the big guys. TBG's number one segment, Ryan's Random Thoughts. Ryan, what are your random thoughts? What do you got? You're a weird guy, Ace. Weird guy. Well, I don't have much because we kind of handled them earlier. I don't have a ton of random stuff on my mind this week. Um, <laughs> one, I mean, I don't want to go with this theme all the time, but because I, well, not theme, but, you know, me talking about lip gloss last week. Yeah. Um, I'm going to transition now and right into lotions. Oh, yeah. And so do you use lotion? Huge lotion, guys. Really? Like the last, last two, three years of my life. Big Up or down or all around? Where do you oh. use <laughs> Bro, up, down, all around, left, right, center, everywhere. Yeah, it's good for the skin. I feel well, like Yeah, I know that. I, I just never use it. I, I want to. I, I use... I had somebody kind of put me on to it a few years ago, and I've never stopped, really. It's uh, Do you do your feet? No, mostly just like my – sometimes, yeah. I guess in the summer I will, but like – Do you do – okay, this is going to get – I need to – Everywhere. My I'm going to go ahead and I'll get out of the shower. I'll get out of the shower, and I'll put it all over. Face, everywhere, boom, boom, boom. I have different ones. Some one for my body, one for my face. I got a bunch of stuff. You have different lotions you use, but how do they all smell the same? They don't. <laughs> they don't. How do you? So what do you smell like? It's got to be weird. I smell fantastic. I smell fantastic, and then I go with my cologne. You add another scent to the ten cents. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know lotions like. Maybe I just use my wife's lotion, so it's like no, no, no. Water, like... Lotion just doesn't hold its scent like like a cologne oh. or a perfume does. It doesn't hold it for that long. I got to show you this one called Pure Wonder sure. by, by Bath and Body Works. If you don't, it holds its scent for like two days. Uh, <laughs> you shower, you shower and you get out and you smell like Pure Wonder. I'm sure so, I'm sure some of it does last longer than others, but but mine doesn't. Like some of it I have is like, like, especially I wash my hands like a madman. I'm kind of a weird, like I shower like three times a day. I'm one of these weird guys. But my like, if I wash my hands too much, you know they get dry. So I got to keep them lotioned up, or they get cuts, and it hurts. All right. You don't I use like that. I mean, that goes along. The, that's like that's why I was like, it ties into my Blistex thing and my lip gloss because I my lips split, so my hands split. I get dry everywhere. Like right now, you can <laughs> see I got like white on my knuckles right here. I got some ashy knuckles right there. So like, if that if you had that right now, you're like. That's unacceptable, and you're just yeah. I wouldn't be able to do that. I'd go in you're there. You're going through your 19 lotions and finding your hand lotion and putting it on your hands. What? Yeah, because once you start doing it, you realize like how it's like you with your chapsticks or Carmax or whatever you call it. Once you feel the satisfaction of it being fixed or that pain being relieved, or you know, it, it's a, it's a, it's you just do it. Uh, 
You could probably, time. you should probably, you could probably sand, you could probably sand walls with your elbows. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta wipe yourself. My heels for sure. So one time at our old house, um, Alyssa was like, I gotta, we gotta do something about your heels. Like, we gotta do something about this. And so. About your what? My heels. Gotcha. We gotta, we gotta do something about my heels. Cause they're like concrete. So yes. she bought this thing that like looks like a cheese grater, and oh. I laid, <laughs> and I laid on my back in the bathroom and put my feet up on the side of the tub. This ah. is true. This is true love. Ugh. She tried to get some of my heels. Oh my god! I'm gonna chisel down a little bit and had to throw the thing out in the garbage because I was bending the metal. <laughs> What are you a Flintstone? What are you Shrek? What do you mean? You're you. What are you, Jesus Christ? You walking around with those shoes on? Nah, man. I I kind of like a nice pair of socks. You gotta go see a fucking like South Korean woman and like have one of the spots. She'll fucking fix you up right. They get they have like little fish that eat fucking your dead skin and stuff. Oh, that's re- that's a real Did thing. They eat fish? <laughs> Wait, what? That's a real thing. You There's put your thing. feet into a thing, and then the fish come eat your eat your heels off. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm right about this. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm pretty sure I'm right about this. We gotta research that one. All right, hey Jamie, pull that up. Yeah, we don't have a Jamie yet. Listen, uh, do you have any other random thoughts, Ryan? I know we talked a little bit about them earlier. We kind of no. Around. I think that we should just stop there, and I want to know about <laughs> these fish. Well, let, let me ask you this. You asked if we could talk about this chart. What is that chart you were talking about? Oh, the, the oh I'm glad that you brought that chart. up. It was like all of the words uh, from Reddit, like but like insults. So it was the most commonly used, like, I don't know if it's like a prefix and affix or whatever you call it. It's called the rude compounds on Reddit. So it has one word on the left and one word on the top. There's like a graph here. And so, and it has it listed by like colors, it's color coded. And the darker the color is, the more times it's been used. So what do you, did you look at it at all? I'd like you to guess what the- uh, I did, it's like, it's like when Pornhub puts out their chart of like what people, what parts of the country search what. Yeah, so like, so like if I say douche, how do you end it? What's Back. that? Like if I say douche, yeah, right? exactly bad. Yeah, so that's the most common one. So there was a couple funny ones though. Um, some that like I didn't even know existed really. Dude, the only insults I get online are just you're cringy and kill yourself. And I didn't see any of those on there. If I say twat, <laughs> what's the first word that pops in your head? Twat. Twat. Twat pussy. Sorry, Tone's mom. No, nah, she's gone by now. No pussy. waffle. Uh, Waffles, what came up? Okay. What about, um, well, butthead is classic. It was good to hear that too. Cocksucker, classic. Listen, uh, cocksucker, they they can't take that one from us. I say that all the time. Butthead is such a good one. Or just like, you know, calling someone a butthead or like just, you know, dummy. Like those are good ones where you feel like, God, that cuts a little bit. Yeah, you know what? Do you know what made it um, pretty far here? It's got it's pretty dark. Is just the classic butt face. <laughs> like people are still out there just ripping. You're a you're a butt face. Like that's that's a thing right now. 
that feels like, like something that. like a, that feels like something like a nine-year-old boy says to like his six-year-old sister like you're a you're a butt <laughs> face like i don't know can you drop that like at the bar and people are like oh oh, yeah, oh shit. it's just weird that a butt face is up there with like shit bag and <laughs> ass clown Dude, the internet's a, a wild place. It's the wild, wild west. People just love to insult people and uh, get their takes off that way. The second douche one I thought was good, too. It's it's nozzle. Douche nozzle. Douche nozzle, ass hat. Yeah, there's there's a couple of good ones. Anyways, uh, figure this out if anyone wants to look at it, see what the most popular Reddit insults are. Listen, the, uh, you know, where I come from, fuck stick is still, like, the go-to. Like, listen, fuck stick. You know, we, we go with that one quite a bit. There's one that we thought... Um, had to be like British, I guess. But it's and it's high up on this list of being popular. You wank wank, wank stain. You wank stain? I kind of yeah, like that. Wank stain. Yeah, that 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 you know exactly what's being talked about. Yeah. You fucking wank stain. See, that's what we you can't say without the accents. Like it's gotta yeah. be. You fucking daddy you, you American wank stain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Listen, right. We got a little Nick Mangold update, okay? It's football season. He's a busy guy. Um, you know, something in the future is gonna is probably gonna happen, but we're not gonna press him. I thought I, I know some people who are friendly with him. We know some mutual people. He is down to do it, but we gotta just be a little patient. And uh, let me tell you what, I was the last one in my friend group to have sex. I You've never seen patients like this, okay? <laughs> so let me tell you, we'll yeah, be just we'll fine. Be. But that'll be fun. I'm excited for that. Like I said, uh, when it happens, we'll let you know. But just wanted to update people because they're asking me if that was real, if it's happening. From everything I'm hearing, you know, we're in, we're in with a shot. So that would be awesome if yeah, he uh, if he decided to do that. Ryan, Tony Golf had a big Big, big opening weekend for the kid. I know it wasn't opening weekend of golf. It was opening weekend for us and the big guys here at TVG talking about golf. I told you guys I like Justin Thomas. I told you I liked Hayden Buckley. And I told you I liked Max Homa. We hit Max Homa plus 2,200. Max Homa top 10 plus 240. Justin Thomas had a tough Friday. The weather conditions were tough. He shoots like six over on Friday. Hayden Buckley was T6 after day one. Poof, missed the cut. It was yeah. tough, tough conditions. But Max Homa, I told you guys, he's been playing some of the best golf of any player on tour over the last year and a half. This is now his sixth PGA win. His fifth win in 45 starts. This kid is for real. And I'm telling you what, he, he's, he might be my master's pick. What did you think of the golf? You had Ryan Palmer. Um, Talk to me, Goose. Yeah, I had Palmer top 40. He's the only thing I ended up hitting. And it's just like Buckley, dude. Like Buckley day one, you're just cruising. You're like, oh, shit, this top 20 could come in. Then he just hits the full eject button. And then Ryan Palmer, he's sitting up there in like 16th or something. When you end the third round, comes out in the – you're like top 40, no doubt. He's yeah. good here. He's always played well here. He's never finished worse than 31st. He's got two runners up. And then, boom, plus 10 in round four, just totally tanks it, misses his top 40 by a bunch. Dude, not cool. Yeah, it seemed like the south course, at least on Friday and, and Sunday, gave some guys some some 
there were some big scores. You saw a lot of plus eights, plus sixes, plus fives. Tough, tough golf course, but um, you know, I thought Keegan Bradley played tremendous down the stretch, making big shot after big shot. Max Homa showing that he is nails. You know, he makes a tough bogey, I think, on 15. Uh, comes back, makes like a 15-footer for birdie just when you absolutely had to have it. Cements the golf tournament. Brand new baby, his first tournament win with a baby, which is always like a golf thing. If you just had a baby, you're going to win. Like that's like a, that's just, that happens. Yeah, I, was baby very, I was very happy to cash the plus 2,200. Um, you know, we got the AT&T Pro-Am Pebble Beach. I think it's AT&T, right? Yeah. Pebble yeah. Beach this, this week. What do you like this weekend, Ryan? What are your golf picks? Um, I haven't bet anything yet. I want to get your opinion on it because you're, you're Tony Golf. I'm, yeah, that would be smart. I'm, I'm a fucking killer. Even so, though I think, I think the obvious play is the guy who sits up top is – so, like, Jordan Spieth. Like, where do you sit on him? Um, Got to play him. Plus 1,200, at least by DraftKings. Matt Fitzpatrick is plus 1,100. I think Spieth is plus 1,200. Same reasoning I had taking uh, uh, Justin Thomas last week. At the plus 1,800, a good iron player, strokes made. Well, this week, Jordan Spieth, uh, did he win there last year? Came in second. To Tom Hodge, right, who I also yeah, like. Yeah. Right. Uh, but he he plays well there. He's a great putter. And, you know, I, I, think, I think he just is comfortable here. And at plus 1,200 with a field that's – no disrespect to the field, it's not uh, – I like Jordan Spieth's chances in this field is what I'll say. There's not as many heavy hitters as I would, I would, I was thinking there would be. Yeah. 12 to one, I thought was pretty fair. When you look at last week, you got like a clear favor. Who's four to one. So like, that's not going to happen like that. again. No. That was him winning two tournaments and, and John yeah. Rob's track record at, at uh, Torrey Pines. And, and he tried to make a chance. He tried to make a run too. At like one point on Saturday, I was like, is this fucking guy going to win again? Uh, yeah. But yeah, you won't typically see that. You know, you're gonna see your plus eight hundreds, nine hundreds, and then go to 12, 13, 14. I really like uh, Jordan Spieth here, Ryan. What else do you like? I got a couple guys highlighted. Um, let me just look here. So, like another guy who caught my eye was Maverick McNeely. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, but just looking at how he's been playing lately, like he's love him the cut in like in like two or three months. Um, and then his last three times here, he's finished fifth, second, and thirty-third. Yep. So I don't know. You know, a guy who's not missing cuts and plays well here. Seems like it could be a, a pretty good play. And he's I think he's along the same lines. Like it might be another favorite. He's eighteen to one. Yeah. I I really like him. He's, he's a sexy pick this week too. A lot of insiders are talking about him for all the reasons you just said. He's comfortable here, plays well here. This is why I'm also going with Tom Hodge. Tom Hodge battled Spieth down the stretch there. uh, And, and at the, at the end of the day too, you know, this is a course where this guy wins. He plays well there. Uh, I like Tom Hodge at plus 2,200 plus 250 top 10. I think the values there. Yeah, he's another guy that I had highlighted. Um, I had Seamus Power highlighted. Uh, a guy, too, hasn't missed a cut in, like, the last 12 weeks. 
Um, finished ninth here last year. He has missed a couple cuts here. So I don't think, I don't know if his number is long enough for me to really go after him there. Um, and then Joel Damon, I like too, but he hasn't played in a while. Um, so I don't know how you feel about that. Like, I, I don't, I don't love the Joel Damon pick. He, you know, he's a good player, but I feel like guys like him and Henry Higgs, those guys are, or Harry Higgs, they're, they're, they're too streaky. Like for me, it reminds me of like Charlie Hoffman back in the day where you, he would go shoot 66 on Thursday, Friday and shoot 76 Saturday, Sunday. Like I just can't, I, I'm looking for guys who are a little bit more consistent, have a little bit better of a track record at the places they're playing. Jordan yeah. Spieth is one of those guys. Jordan Spieth, I think, is the best player in this field this week. I like him. Uh, guys, I'm taking a flyer on. And like I said, we're taking Spieth at plus 1,200. We're going to take Spieth top 10 plus 160, I think it was. Also, I got a couple flyers, too. Yeah, I'll name them after you. Yeah, but I got Tom Hodge as well. Love Tom Hodge at plus 2,200, plus 250 top 10. Also, Putnam. I think Putnam's a wild card here. That you get at like a plus 3,000 number, a plus 330 top 10. Another guy who has a nice track record at this golf course, Andrew Putnam, I believe is his first name. Yeah, um, I got him here. He looks, he's been playing good. He's on my fantasy golf team. He's been playing solid. Those are three guys I'm going to be keeping an eye on. But I really, really do like Jordan Spieth this week. I think we will see uh, one of the favorites win here. I'm not a big Fitzpatrick guy. He's very good. Um but for whatever reason, uh, when it comes down to Sundays, I never catch myself really rooting for him. I'm, I'm typically, uh, you know, rooting against him because I just, I never bet on him. But I like Jordan Spieth, be the best putter in the on, in the field, be the best player in the field. Uh, but to take a flyer, Tom Hodge, Andrew Putnam. What do you think about Lanto Griffin? Uh, so I like him for like a, a top twenty. But yeah, he's I, plus three thirty. That's what I was like. He's plus three thirty for a top twenty. And yeah. he's made again. He hasn't missed a cut in a long time. Finished sixth here last year. Um, you know, Sometimes so he's playing. With... Sorry. Oh no, he didn't finish sixth here last year. I'm sorry. I was looking at uh, what's his name. He's finished sixteenth here last year. Finished ninth here in 2020. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's plus three thirty for a top twenty. That just seems a little long for someone it, who who could do it. Yeah, it might sound it might sound dumb to say, but like. I do think there are some guys who play better at these programs where you have to kind of, you know, ham it up and you got to play with some people that you don't typically want to play with on Wednesday. And you're trying to get a practice round in and you're trying to figure stuff out. And this yeah. guy wants to take your picture and what? Oh, nice shot. You know, like I think some guys are more equipped to handle that kind of stuff. And I think the bigger star you become, the less you have to kind of do that shit. I think yeah. he's a guy who benefits from it. He, he's he's a lower-level kind of guy, a top 50-ish player. He's going to be able to get comfortable early. I, I do like that pick, and he's a fucking player. So I don't know. I think there's some guys where these pro-am things where you got to kind of you know do the dog and pony show. I think some of them perform better than others. And Jordan Spieth, I know he's one of the better players in the world, uh, kind of contradicts the point I just made, but he's a guy who's good at it. Other than that, you know, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, when they played on this thing, you know, I know Dustin Johnson won it twice, but they just didn't look like they're out there having fun or doing it. I think guys like this enjoy it. Top 20 plus 330. I take a shot on them. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's just what I noticed. I, I just like I was looking at just recent form and course history like like I did last week, and it 
It worked for three rounds, so hopefully it can work this week for four rounds. I definitely won't be sleeping on uh, anything you say there, as you just whispered the the homa the homa win on our first Tony Golf segment of the show. So yeah, um, he, he played great. And what what was awesome? What's always fun about golf too is I love you know you can kind of just bet it, forget about it, watch it. You know, it's a bet you have all yeah. Saturday and Sunday. I'm just like, <laughs> excuse me, on Saturday I'm like just get in the you know get top four like he was and i just didn't want to have to worry about the top 10 you know like just have yeah. that cast already and if he wins it was a cherry on top and he won and, and listen i don't think that's going to be the last max home win we see we see i think he's gearing up for augusta i really do um you know so mark that down january 31st i think he, i think i think you, max get, you can get Augusta's futures on augusta right now i believe you probably can i would think so I like yeah. the way C4 makes sure guys don't get hurt, all that kind of stuff. Speaking of Max Homa, another reason he's just a great guy is he wins $1.6 million on Saturday. On Monday, he's at the local Muni golf course with his buddies playing a skins game, shoots 66 or shoots 67 and wins 400 bucks, came in first. <laughs> so the guy I, I love that shit you're like you just got done playing on the highest tour in the world and your buddy's like you want to come play a skins game he's like yeah fuck it you know like yeah that's awesome I love he's, right now on on DraftKings he's 50 to 1 for the Masters 50 to 1 on DraftKings right now yep I just looked it up yeah let me see oh, Masters definitely. 2023 Max Homa plus 5,000 guys Book that right now, fifty to one, Max Homa. That's that's your that's your winner. Probably sprinkle Scotty Scheffler too. I feel like he's in with another shot. So, uh, listen, Homa as we speak. We talked a lot about golf. Listen, we killed football. We've been really good. Touchdown, Tony. Tony touchdown has been awesome. You've been rock solid with your plays. Uh, you know, Tony Golf hits the the Max Homa play, but Tony Hoops is on a motherfucking tear. I know I'm getting killed tonight so far. I think I'm like I think I'm on two early, but I'm 55, 32, and two year to date. I don't know if you're a math major. That's really really good. I got <laughs> plus money scores in there. I got money lines in there. I got parlays in there. Yeah, you've been hitting quite a few parlays with them too, which is nice. So college college basketball has been awesome. We talked a little bit about college hoops last week. I'm watching Maryland right now versus Indiana. Maryland's a great home team. Um, what are you been so what have, what have, what have you been surprised by so far? What kind of betting angles are you looking for going into March Madness going into college basketball the next month or so because I know how you are as far as gambling goes. You're an analytic guy. You're a numbers guy. Football's ending. You're gearing up for basketball. Uh, I have my strategies and thoughts on college basketball, which I will give out. But what what are you looking for? Like what angles are you looking for when it comes to college hoop? I look at a lot of things like. Um free throws and things that are things that are important teams that don't turn the ball over a lot of stuff like that. But like, typically I am that kind of spreadsheet dork where I have like tonight, I had every game listed and typically 
typically when I'm losing right now, I'm just my own worst enemy. Like last night I rank it. So I, I do every single game. I put it side by side, all the things I'm looking at. And then I give each team an advantage. And then I sort it by the advantage. And so last night, if I bet just my top six in advantage, I go five and one on singles covering the spread. I didn't do that. Like I don't typically like, I'm, I like look deeper into it and find a reason why not to, or what I just like outthink myself. Um, tonight is a great example of that where teams that, you know, I thought would absolutely spank and are at the top of my list, Illinois over Nebraska, you know, I get scared away by a double digit spread and I don't bet it. They just beat the shit out of them. Like it's just all these things I stay away from because the line. Did, hold on. Did Illinois cover tonight? Yeah, Illinois won by 16. Oh, the number was 14 and a half. I saw that when I was at Staples. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I so I stay away, even though everything that I work for, I work on for hours tells me to bet them. I don't bet it. So I'm my own worst enemy with that stuff. But hold on, let me tell you something because for, for people who have followed me, they know Illinois is like my team this year. Like oh, yeah, Akron, you said the last, the last podcast you said yeah, that year. Yeah, like Akron was my team. Akron was my team last year that I just loved, and I bet them. Illinois is that team this year, and Maryland also. Uh, but Illinois has been that team for a couple reasons. They play hard. They steal the ball. They score in transition. But, Ryan, when I tell you I think Vegas is catching up, the number, their number keeps getting bigger and bigger. And I thought tonight was a night where I said, Nebraska's garbage. Everyone knows Illinois is good. I thought this number was just two, three points too big. I thought yeah. if it was if it was 11 and a half, 12, I would have bet them. But I just, I laid off. I didn't like it for that reason. Yeah, um, it's, my, it's my first year doing it the way that I'm doing it right now. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to equate my, the numbers that I have for an advantage, I'm trying to equate that to a spread. Well, let so me tell that'll be my next step. And well, let me I tell you I'm this. Let me tell you this right now, okay? I am a, you know me, you've been betting, you've been we've been betting together for years. I think since gambling has become more legal or since gambling has become legal basically everywhere, I think the fading the public thing it, it's becoming less and less important and hear me out because there's so many different other things you can bet. You can bet the over under, you can bet the first quarter, you can bet team totals, you can bet points, you can bet props, you can bet this, you can bet that, you can bet this. So when I see a game minus three and a half and 70% of the country's on it, well, maybe it doesn't matter as much now because the other team's got X amount of props on them, right? So I've really tried really, really hard the last two months to not go on covers.com or wager line or one of these sites or, you know, and look at where the money is because it's not mattering as much. And the reason I'm saying to you this right now is because this is college basketball, college basketball. I'm putting my bets in waiting for the game to tip. Then I'll go back and look and see where the money is. So I'm not, so I don't change it. That, I've been a I've been a public whore, you know, considerably this year in college basketball, and I'm nearly 30 wins over. Yeah. 500. So I don't know if it's like the gambler degenerate in me, but I think there are conspiracy theorists in that fact. I just don't think fading the public matters as much. And you see huge, huge swings in, in public money 
in college basketball based on a team being home or away. So that's something I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm doing kind of what you're doing this year. I have my sites. I go to and I look at my data and I get all this stuff, but I'm kind of getting away from this. Oh, 70% of the country's on this team. I'm not betting them. Yeah. I've done better since I've done my own thing. I've exactly what you're saying. Since I've come up with my own system, it is what it is. One thing. And I love how you just said that about the home teams too, because I'm noticing just from my own personal results and I've texted you this too, because I'm just being a little bitch and I'm complaining, but like, the home home advantage in college basketball is like something I've never seen. It is it's, like it's ginormous, but you have to find those teams who can play on the road. All right. Yeah. I got news for you. I thought Iowa State was actually one of these teams, but Texas Tech was flat last night. There wasn't the crowd wasn't into it. They let them come back from down twenty six. In that the second half. Me. That scares me come tournament time. When you're yeah. playing at neutral sites and things like that, that's why I kind of, you know, A&M ended up losing, but A&M can do that. Um, Maryland's a team. West Virginia, those are two teams. If they are at home, I am so confident in them. On the road, they're a different team. This is where I love Illinois, and, and this is where I, I you know, as this is where I think your Purdue future helps. Because Purdue yeah. doesn't cover spread, but Purdue wins. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm a very big believer in kind of like sticking to your gut on some of these games. And it gets tough because the more times you watch these teams, the more you think you know. Perfect example, Kansas State, Kansas today. I was torn on what to do here. I am not a believer in Kansas basketball. Where do you stand on Bill Self in Kansas? Yeah, I typically have been – I've been fading games where I'm – completely torn but then the reason i took it is because i'm like well eight points seems like too much and it's like yeah they fucking got me it's a trap so just stay away from it i didn't feel comfortable betting it i shouldn't have bet it at all especially <laughs> taking the road I, team i took there's like 13 bets i got on the board tonight i think i took i think i took two home teams that's that's to me right there like i went into tonight thinking like oh shit like in in the home teams that i could have taken you know, like I said, like Alabama, I, I get scared away by a 15-point spread. They won by 57. It's like, yeah. you know, just don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of a 15-point spread. Just they are the number four team in the country for a reason, playing at home after they just – I think they just lost, didn't they? So coming back off a loss, like they're going to they're gonna show out. Yeah, like I have one on uh, Twitter. Uh, my mentions are fucking calling me pussy right now because I'm nowhere to be found because we're recording. But I, I, this is breaking news. I'm just finding out. I, I, I'm 0-4 right now. <laughs> well, oh, right. Kansas, Kansas beat Kansas State. Listen, I had Kentucky the other night. Oh, All right, maybe I got to start respecting Kansas a little bit. We'll see. Uh, lost that game. I lost... Duke, Duke's up the whole fucking game. Lose that. 75-73. Texas A&M. Yeah, we're 0-4. We're All right? Listen, I'm probably just going to bet Nevada tonight now anyway. But we have TCU. We have Maryland. Jeez, okay, we have Iowa. We're still alive. College basketball, I'm super excited, Ryan. I told you I got – I have a friend who was able to help me out with tickets. And you only have X amount of tickets. I know you got a little upset. Uh, you kind of you came at me. You were like, "No, I, I didn't want to go." 
<laughs> well, no, you can still go. I just, you know, you know, I just, I can't, uh, I can't, I can't give you tickets no. that aren't mine to give. You know that. I got something going on that day. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Listen, Ryan, do you have anything that you want to add about college basketball? Is there any matchups you're looking forward to this weekend? Anything you want to talk about? No, we're going to perfect this and have a big fucking March Madness show. And we'll be yeah. we'll be ready. We'll be yeah, ready. Yeah, so guys, we were talking about it. Ryan and I were talking about it the other day. We are going to get a little bit more structure with uh, the college basketball talk and the picks and what we want to do because this is part of the reason we moved the show to Wednesday. So we can talk about Thursday games, Friday games, Saturday games, Sunday games, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we're going to come up with a little bit of a structure. We're going to talk about some things. Ryan, one of our listeners, though, uh, Dave. You know Dave. I mean, you don't know, but you know him yeah, Twitter. Yeah. He wanted me to ask you a question, and I got to find it. It's right here. It said, I had a question for you and Ryan to answer on the pod if possible. What are your feelings on the odds boost that DK and other places offer? Do you feel these are trap plays or do you feel like the boost or uh, uh, I'm sorry, do you feel yeah, like they're mostly sucker bets? And then the ones that they that aren't sucker bets, they just limit what you can spend on them. So that's what he was going to say. Do you feel like you should bet these, or do you think these boosts are bullshit? You think no, they're bullshit? Typically, yeah, fifty dollars boost is like is just a sucker bet, in my opinion. What I've seen out there, I mean, a lot of the boosts have they try to get you because they'll have like see on Caesars all the time. It's like it's like you need four teams to win, and and one of them is like a crazy dog. It's like they don't they want you to just say, oh yeah, well if the dog wins, then I get this money. But it's like the other thing I've seen with boosts too, and this and Caesars is famous for this. If you just put in the parlay yourself, you get better odds on the boost. That's happened. That's happened multiple times. So my thing with the boost is this. I think when they give you, if I think if you have the ability to bet a free, like a, it's a $50 max or a hundred dollar max or $250 max, whatever the case is. And you can move that from plus 520 to plus 810. It's games that you like. I think those boosts are okay to play because you're the one dictating what the picks are. When they, when are you they, talking about like boosts on. where you can get the stepped up boost, or are you talking about just like the stupid boosts that they offer on the top, where it's like I, I'm, that's why I'm covering both because I'm yeah. not sure. So the boost where you can pick your own teams and the bigger the parlay the bigger the boost is, I'm fine with those ones. Because yeah, 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 that's fine. You're doing it. Yeah, that's You're fine. doing it. Yeah. The ones where it's like uh, so-and-so from X, Y, and Z gambling company suggest you bet this, I never play those. Yeah, no. Ever. It's like, or they, or something they, they've hired to promote it is like, Johnny Football is going to uh, put this three-teamer in there. It's like, I well, don't care. Well, they seem easy to hit, too. Like, the one that sticks out in my mind is Cincinnati, Bills, and it was Diggs to get 60 yards, Chase to get 60 yards, and each of them to score. It's like, yeah, you know? And it's like, it wasn't even close. So that's my take on it. I say fuck it to boost. I'm I'm not a – You had one with Justin Herbert this year to throw one TD. Didn't hit. Uh, Jalen Hurts last week. Over a half a touchdown plus 125. How many touchdowns did he throw? Yeah, exactly. Zero. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> Dave, I David, appreciate it. That, uh, that, that's what I mean. That's that's my answer. I think if you can get the boost and you can do it yourself, do it. If it's them suggesting, fuck that. They're not looking out for you, bro. Um, state of the bo- uh, state of the boonion. Okay. He he sends me a DM the other day, and he's like, "Hey, Tony, I'm really happy. You're you're doing great." And I send back just the the fire emoji. And he goes, what are you doing? You jinxed yourself, blah, 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 blah. I was like, what the fuck? This guy's trying to jinx me. I said, I, I didn't jinx. I literally put out a fire emoji in every post I make about Tony Hoops. This guy's, she said, no, no, you did this to yourself. He's trying to jinx me. I reverse jinxed him, went 4-0 and last night. Now I'm 0-3 because he's trying to play nice. Hey, nice run. I've never seen anything like I love this guy, too, by the way. I went on his podcast, State of the Boonie. He's a fucking good what dude. What are you going to do now? Send the fire emoji back there right now, and that'll maybe reverse it again? I, good call. I'm going to actually do that. Yeah, do that. Yeah, I'm going to send the fire emoji now because it'll change everything. Got it. Perfect. Yeah, he was trying to mush me. Nice guy, but he was – and then I found out what was going on. He was like, well, I, I started off like 22 and 7. I thought I knew everything, and then I had like a 3 for 12 skin. And I was like, well, why are you trying to put this fucking Malaki on me, dude? Fuck off. But yeah. nice guy. Love him. He's another guy. I wanted to give a shout out. Listen, guys. We you got to understand, of- too, like, you know, if you're following you for two days and you have two losing days, like, this guy's a fucking loser. It's like, yeah. well, like, no one understands, like, you could, I could lose for a week and I'll be okay. Like, hey, no, I know. I, I, I think the majority of people do know that. I yeah. think, I think the trolls are just going to troll. Like, yeah, we're in the world of trolls. You're on Twitter. You are in the sea of fucking trolls. They're funny. Some right? that aren't even real people. They have bot trolls. They, yeah. I talk about a, a weird world. They're, they're funny. They've only made me cry six times. <laughs> Listen, Ryan, I, I, uh, excuse me guys we're gonna we're gonna start having guests guys we're just waiting for the super bowl to end and we're gonna get more uh, a little bit more uh regular guests on we have a lot of stuff coming up a lot of nascar stuff coming up with ryan tony hoops i i got a lot of stuff coming up i'm gonna be at the uh, arnold palmer invitational um i'm gonna be at march madness so I, we have a lot of good content coming out um hopefully these basketball games get you know, get home tonight for us and we can, you know, kind of rebound a little bit, but we're going to get some more, we're going to get some more structure going on with uh, the college basketball games, kind of talk about some more marquee matchups, things like that, things that we're leaning towards. I I told you guys, I would kind of let you in on like what I look for a little bit when it comes to gambling on college basketball. For me, I look for teams who don't cover and I look for teams who cover constantly. And I look for matchups to where they meet each other. Perfect example, a couple weeks ago, Purdue is a team that does not cover guys. Everybody has given them their best shot. They just don't cover. Minnesota, a team that's not good. Dude for dude, they just can't compete with a Purdue. Well, they also don't cover, and they don't cover at home. So that's the perfect storm for me. To where I'm saying, okay, Vegas knows this is going to be the one they give you. So I look for stuff like that. Example is this. Indiana played Illinois a couple weeks ago. You guys know I love Illinois. I bet Indiana, and I bet Indiana money line because it was a big game moment. Illinois was on like a 6-0 streak at home covering the spread. Indiana was 1-8. 
I look for that stuff and try and go against it. Now it can backfire and you can go one for 18 betting against Kent state last year. That can happen. Uh, but the reason I've been pretty hot this year is the trends that I have found. I'm sticking to my guns on them. Now tonight I'm losing. Duke is a perfect example. I thought Duke, after winning over Georgia Tech by about 79 points, this was going to be a good bounce back. They get to go back to Cameron Indoor. It's going to be crazy, this, that, and the other. Well, no, Wake Forest, another team we bet, it's good. They That's just another little indication. Wake Forest is a team. They sneak themselves in this tournament. They can play away. They can play on the road. They can play at a neutral site. Those are things I'm looking for those different discrepancies and to Ryan's point earlier, home court is so important. You got to find those teams who can't play away from the road. We got to combine our methods more too. Like last night we were in agreement on all four teams and all four hit. It's like, yeah, maybe, well, uh, maybe now that we got some more time, we can combine them and post our combined plays for sure. But your analytics kind of, lined up with like my thought process with those games you know that's what i mean yeah when we like i'll tell you my plays you tell me your plays and whatever we have a consensus on boom yeah no doubt about it no doubt about it listen ryan we're nearly done with the show we've got one more segment and it's one of one of my favorites What's the fattest thing you've done this weekend, Ryan? What is the fattest thing you've done? Mine is simple, mine is quick. It's nothing crazy, but it is a fat guy thing. What's yours? No, it's TV, man. Camera adds a couple hundred pounds. Yeah, I'll say mine's the same thing. And I actually did tweet it out to you. I'm going to use what I tweeted out on uh, game day on Sunday. Is that, you know, not everyone has Twitter. Not everyone saw it. So I'll let the listeners know. My first beer on Sunday was a 10% tall boy peanut butter cup flavored beer. <coughs> what? I felt like that was a super fat thing to do to start the football game. Hold on. I that was the beer you tweeted out where you held it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I'm a big... A good, I'm not a good reader. Yeah, peanut butter cup flavored 10% alcohol beer is how I like to start the... Started that day. What did not that knowing, I thought I was going to have fun. Didn't have fun. <laughs> I was, you know, fucking, you know, happy I was when I when I opened that up and took my first sip. I have a candle here that my brother in law got me. I also tweeted this out too. It's uh, it says Saint Kittle and it's like Kittle and is all oh nice. And uh, so I lit the Kittle candle. I cracked open a peanut butter <coughs> flavored beer and just sat down and thought everything's going to be okay. Well, I, so, I, all right, obviously a strong beer. For those of you who don't know, most, I think like a Bud Light or Coors Light was like 5.5%. You go like an IPA is like 7. Yeah, like, like, like an average beer like that is like four and a half. That 10% is crazy. So what did it take? Did it taste like? It was okay. It was Southern Tier. I think no, no, was, no. Uh, did it taste like peanut butter? What did you say it was? Peanut butter what? Cup. Peanut butter cups. Did it taste like a peanut butter cup? A little bit. Not as much as I was hoping, but I was so at that moment I was so happy that it, it was good enough. Because have you ever had like a peanut butter and jelly like shot? Yeah, those taste like peanut butter jelly. That's why I asked because they, they taste just like that. So I wasn't I sure. Like that. Green, do you ever have green tea shots? 
Yeah, but I'm in the women, so I stopped drinking. Them. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, that, those are go-tos for sure. Yeah, so I just thought like that choice of alcohol content, the choice of flavor, felt like a fat guy moment. Felt like yeah. I had to tweet it out and say, like, "This is definitely the fattest thing I've done today." Maybe not all week, but that day, that moment. And, and, he, and here's the one thing. I mean, I won't let people too much into your life, but the big guy can have a few a few drinks. He's he's pretty. He he's basically Trent Williams. He's he's like, he, but he, he's a different dude. You got he's a different dude. And when his team's playing, he's full intensity. He's Al Pacino halftime any given Sunday. Like he's he's well, in the video you took when you were over. I don't think I was sitting down in any of them. I was no, just standing no. there staring at the TV. Yeah, no, you weren't. But I was also laughing because I was picturing you and your old man just watching the game and him being like. That's my boy, you know. <laughs> like that's oh, yeah. But listen, you killed a guy in Golden Tee. What was yeah, that he one? did. Uh, he hit into the woods. A man was laying there, face down, blood everywhere. Um, I read about this online too because I was like, "What the hell is this?" And I guess that whoever built these machines put like a bunch of hidden gems like that all over, and you don't know like what course or what hole they'll be on. Someone posted a picture online, like they saw a Sasquatch walking through the woods in one of the holes. That's a cool. Guy, a guy taking a piss in the woods on one of the holes. So like, as we play this game more and more, well, you know, there's like six different courses because it's got like Golden Tee 97, 98, 99, and then like three other ones from, I don't know what they are, like 3D and other bullshit. But um, so as we play, we'll find these like weird hidden gems in all the games, you know, if we hit a bad What do they, uh, what do they call them? Uh, Easter eggs, right? Is that what they call yeah, them? Yeah, Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So we found our first one, fucking dead man, blood everywhere. It was interesting. That's great, dude. It well, shocked listen. my dad so much that we were like, we were looking at it, and I took a picture of it, and then he got a delayed game, lost a stroke. He was is pissed. your your father is your father a Rams fan too? Yeah, he is. Your brother. So you. So it's your Niners fan, Kyle, and your father are Rams fans, and Cody's a Jets fan. Yes. Bananas. And my mom just likes Steve Young because she thought he was hot back in the day. <laughs> She's right. Steve Young still looks great. Like he's but... so smart. He's a lawyer and a quarterback. Wait, hold on. So is that's the last le- is that the last lefty quarterback to win a Super Bowl? Yes. I think so. Right? Yeah. Is it the, hold on? Is it the only lefty quarterback to win a Super Mark Bowl? Mark Brunel never won a Super Bowl, right? No, but he was nice as fuck for a while. He doesn't get enough respect, I don't think. He was good with the Jaguars, man. They had a good, they had a good team. He had good receivers. Uh, Tom, Car- Tom Coughlin. I mean, he Tom Coughlin is uh he started that whole that whole shit off too. Listen. It's the fattest thing you did. The fattest thing I did this week. I got a I got two of them. All right. I like how you're like, this is going to be quick. And then you light a cigarette and you're like, I got two. (laughs) Well, listen, they go, it's one, it's one thing, but it happened back to back. Okay. So I don't tell people what I do for a living, but I'm in sales. Okay. And I go and I do like in-home consultations and go to businesses and things like that. And it's within like, yeah, yeah, I'm a male gigolo. Um, and you wouldn't believe how cheap I am, especially if I go 0-4 tonight. But uh, 
all jokes aside, I, I go do in-home consultations and I, I'm in sales and I do like home improvement stuff. And uh, so I am going to a customer's home and I'm out in the country and you guys have seen videos I've done. I'm out in, you know, Kingston, New York, Poughkeepsie, uh, you know, and it's, uh, you know, it's an eight iron, you know, driver eight iron away from the city, but it's the country, man. You're out there with horses and cows and all sorts of shit. And you're out there with fucking hillbillies, okay? You're out there with actual, it's weird. There's some parts of like Rhinebeck, New York, where you're like, am I in fucking Alabama? It's just, yeah. you know, Trump 2024 everywhere. <laughs> Vaccine's going to murder us all. All sorts of great shit. That, you know, another podcast. But... So I go to this place and the directions on where I have to go are there's, there's a sign and it says the name of the location on the sign. And it's a, it's a big sign and it has three rocks that are the biggest rocks on the road. Those are the notes, the biggest rocks on the road. Like what the fuck does that even mean? Well, I pull, I pull up over this hill and it's like, oh, those have to be the three biggest rocks. It's a fantastic description. What they don't tell me is it's a two, like a two mile driveway. And we're in upstate New York, guys. We've had some weather and this is a country road. It is nine feet wide, okay? And it's a sheet of ice. You could play fucking hockey on this thing. And I'm in my Chevy Impala. And I pull to the bottom of the driveway. And I'm just looking at this. I'm like, there's zero fucking chance I'm, I'm doing this, right? So I'm thinking to myself, it's two miles. Am I about to call an Uber to bring me up? I'm not walking. I got fucking slicks on. I got, like, nice shoes on. I don't have boots on. So I'm like, I can't do that. That would be, so I literally, I have an app, I have the app open, but I'm so far in the country to where an Uber won't come get me to where I'm like, I got to just walk. I can't, this guy has an appointment. I got to go do the appointment. So I call the guy and I'm like, Hey, I'm walking, you know, unless you want to come get me, if that's possible, but I'm not driving my car down this thing. It's just not happening. He's like, well, you can walk up it, but if you bust your ass, insurance ain't going to cover it. Like, <laughs> Who the fuck am I talking to right now? And oh, I was like, yeah, great. I was like, no, that's cool. And I'm giving like several indicators. Like, I'm kind of fat. You got a driveway that's steep. I got fucking, you know, dress shoes on. This isn't conducive to a mount, like a walk up Mount Everest, dear chief. And he was just like, you know, I'm like, okay. So I hang up the phone. This asshole calls back two minutes later asking where I am. I go, I'm seven steps away from the last fucking place I was, douchebag, <laughs> douche nozzle, because <laughs> you don't salt the driveway because apparently you guys just live off the land up here and you think salt's the fucking, I don't know. I go, I, I just, I'm not driving up there. He goes, well, don't be scared. I go, okay, if I crash my car and it slides off the road into your fucking pond, are you going to pay for my car? He's like, no, I'm not going to. He's like, okay. So, Ryan, it's 12 degrees out. And, I, and why this is the fattest thing I've done this week is because, one, I tried to call an Uber to, to bring me two miles up a hill. 
And I'm not kidding. It's a real two miles. Like when you put in your GPS on the phone, like two mile walk, 2.1 yeah. actually. Well, that was the fattest thing I did. Well, I was fucking freezing, dude. I was super cold and I'm losing some weight, but I still have a belly and I took my fingertips and I tucked them like underneath my belly <laughs> and my legs and I walked up to his house the whole way like that. My hands have never been warmer in their life. And I just started giggling to myself. I was like, you are so fat. You're literally using your own stomach as gloves. Like, oh, I love that. It was just, it was like. I, I picture I, you walking through the woods like that scene in Sopranos where Paulie's like lost his shoe. That fucking, this guy killed 13 shekels of Valkyans. He's yeah. like, interior decorators. House looked like shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. And by the way, horseshit appointment. Like this guy totally. Yeah, you knew that me. was doomed. As soon as he said that to you on the phone, you should have just been like, okay, I, I actually got it. Go. Anytime I pick, anytime somebody picks up the phone, like, hey there, where you at there, chief? Where you at there, old boy? Come on back. I'm like, dude, what? Where? I'm in fucking yeah. right back to New York. I'm not in fucking Mississippi. I don't know. It was crazy. That was the fattest thing I did this week. We got a lot to look forward this weekend, Ryan. We've got basketball, we've got golf. We've got an off week of football, so get your get your stuff done with the wife. But you have any Super Bowl plans, Ryan? What are you doing for Super Bowl Sunday? Anything? I don't know what we're gonna do. I had big designs if the Niners were making it, but now I don't know what I'm gonna do. Probably just watch it down here in the uh, the man cave and enjoy it. I might hook up this projector, just project it, make it a little more of an experience, I guess, and then we'll eat a shitload of food. I know that. Hey, little, I'm excited. I'm going to my brother's. We're going to eat a bunch of food. We don't really do that. Gamble our faces off, get a bunch of squares, things like that. A little cleanup on the show. Listen, guys, I told you before, I uh, apologize for the audio. I got a new laptop coming. You saw that whole debacle. Uh, we're going to do some more interviews after the Super Bowl. Ryan's got NASCAR stuff coming up. We got basketball stuff coming up. Um, Sean Payton, the newest coach of the Denver Broncos. I, I, I feel like we forgot to mention that. So newest coach of the Denver Broncos is Sean Payton. There's draft picks. There's implications. Uh, you know, that's something we'll talk about next week. But this was the big guys episode. Ryan, Sick. you got anything to add, brother? No, um, I'll have uh, I'm covering the, the clash this weekend for NASCAR. So if anyone wants to get in on that. Uh, check out my website, winTheRace.info, and uh, I'll have everyone covered there with some nice DraftKings plays, bets, things like that. And then we got the Discord too, and there's a lot of, a lot of sharp people in there. Um, so we'll have, we'll we'll have it buzzing on Sunday. You know, in between the heat races and the real race, we'll have everyone covered with who we like to put in our lineup. So join up. Hey, hey I'm excited for it. Win the race, football. We got a bunch of stuff going, guys. Listen. I want to say thank you. We're getting more and more listeners each week. We're, we're going to get better at this thing. we got a lot of plans. This is episode six. We're going to keep this thing going. Ryan, I will talk to you this weekend, fucko. I love you. I love the MLB hat. Hug those kids for me from Uncle Tone. Hit the music. Hit the music.